0: <laughs> Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacey, and today we are heading back to prom, or it's our second time at prom, sophomore year of prom, I guess. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and we're going to be talking about 1987's Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2.
1: It's like I'm not in control of myself. I am afraid I might hurt somebody.
0: I'm joined by our prom night correspondent, Josh Wessler. Josh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing great again. Are you? Uh, I guess. Okay. Back, back for a little prom night. Everything is all right. Uh, unfortunately we don't get a a tasty jam as good as that. It's a shame. It's a shame. But we just watched Prom Night 2. What did you think? It
1: was an interesting movie. Right. Completely different from the first one, which I respect. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea where they're gonna keep going with this now and for the next three movies. I, I had a really hard time comparing this to the first one as far as like if I'm gonna have to put like a ranking of this series, how am I gonna do this? Because they're comp- they're, they're so different. Sure. I'm giving it the same score as I did for Prom Night 1, which is a five out of ten. Okay. But I it it, there were things that I liked about it. The creativity side of it is is what I liked about it. It's a very creative movie. You mentioned in our first prom night podcast that this was a little nightmare on Elm Street esque. Yes, I think you even said ripoff a little bit.
0: Yeah, and that might be a little bit rude. Well, because I dis- I disagree. Okay. Like I I
1: don't think it's a nightmare on Elm Street ripoff. I think it's just stylistically very similar sure. with because it's not like she's like. It's, it's not like we get into, like, dream sequences yeah. or anything like that. It's just a little bit of uh, an, almost, like, visions. Sure. Uh, visions, maybe a little interdimensional yes. a little bit at times. Over Overall, I, I did enjoy the movie. Uh, not that great of a movie, but I did enjoy it. I think I would put the first one slightly above this one, really? though. Okay. Yes. But I think that's just because... The first one was just, just a standard, straightforward, more like slasher sure. one. This uh, this one, I don't know. There's something off about it, I, and I don't know what it
0: was. I mean, there's multiple things off about this movie. <laughs> uh, I like this movie. I was so pleasantly surprised when I watched it. I, I went into this completely blind. I didn't know what to expect at all. It has nothing to do with the first movie, and I love the Diamond Elm Street series. It's my favorite horror series. So this is a lot, of, a lot in common with that series, and so that's how you win me over if you're going to, you know— i like to say, if you're going to rip off a series, Mm -hmm. make it the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And it's not really like a rip off of story. It's a rip off of style, Mm -hmm. I would say, if anything. And that's fine. You know, you're taking inspiration from Nightmare on Elm Street. And I I think they were completely open when they made this movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Took some elements from Nightmare on Elm Street. There's some from Carrie. They took a lot of different horror elements, put it all together. I think it works more often than it doesn't. I'd give it a seven out of ten. I think it's a it's a good movie. It's oh, wow. not great, but it's good. It's and it's fun and it's very creative and interesting. And I give them a lot of credit for that. It's my favorite of the prom night movies. So I'd, 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 in my wow. ranking, I would have this as number one. Wow. Okay. So it's all downhill from here.
1: <laughs> and that's not even that
0: true. I mean, I, I also greatly enjoy three, and I four is okay, and the remake sucks. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. But it's been like over a decade since I've seen the remake, so maybe mm-hmm. I'll change my mind on it, but I doubt it
1: and I mean it's only been like uh it's only been like a month since I watched the first one, and I'm always like I remember everything from it, but my feeling afterwards I'm like, how did I feel about <laughs> it like was it was it actually like a decent movie, or was it actually not that great of a movie? I don't really remember <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.
0: <laughs> the whole point of this podcast is we are trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies, and you can check out our current list of rules on our Twitter account at. How to horror. That's how the number two horror. So we're going to be going through the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision to see if we need to add any new rules to our list. Our current list is 59 rules. We're going to see if we hit rule 60 today. We very well could because this is a unique movie. It's, you know, there's some familiar ground, but there's a lot of new ground, I feel like too. So maybe it'll be something new here. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Um, We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. You ready to jump into this thing? Yes, I am. All right, let's jump to the plot of Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. So the movie begins in 1957. We are introduced to the titular Mary Lou. And at first, she's supposed to be like this kind of like demure woman. She's at confessional in church. And she's like confessing all of her sins to the priest. And she, you know, basically, she's a teenager. But her big, the big thing is she's slept with lots of different guys lots of different times. And the priest is just like mortified. And she's like, and you know what, father? I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, <laughs> leaves a, leaves a note with her phone number in the confessional. It's like she did the Horatio Kane CSI Miami thing. Drop the sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just might drop. And you know what? You go, girl. Yeah, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. No shame here. And like you gotta remember, like this this is uh, dated in
1: 1957. Yes. So like. I, I, I don't know if you want to say that it would be more acceptable now uh, totally. because I guess technically it would be. Uh, but like in 57, like this is blasphemous. Scandalous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is a big you know big deal in 57. But, uh, you know, at first it's like, you know, go Mary Lou. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ruin for you. <yeah.
0: laughs> it's prom night. She's at prom with this guy named Billy, who she's been going steady with, you know, these the 50s parlance because hmm. he's hey, Billy's rich. But she's been seeing this guy named Buddy on the side. And while they're at prom, she sends uh, Billy off to get some punch and goes to, like, make out with Buddy backstage. Really? Like, bold move. It doesn't take that long to get punch, <laughs> And, of course, you know, Billy's going to walk in on him and, and see her making out with Buddy. And apparently she wouldn't do anything with, with Billy. So, he's, he's pissed off. Just and, stringing him along, basically. Probably using him. Yeah, like he just bought her a really nice ring. total using him. So, rule number four, don't be a menace. You know, just be nice. You know, be a nice person. If you're not interested in someone, tell them. Break it off. Yeah. It seems like you're able to get any guy that you might want. You seem like a very popular person. If you want to sleep around, that's fine. You just don't have to be a dick about it, basically. <laughs> we're not here to shame. Yeah, we're not here to shame. Just be a good person. <laughs> You can be both. You can do both. You can absolutely do both. So obviously, uh, Billy is very pissed off. Uh, So he goes to the bathroom and he hears a couple of the other high school guys. They're going to launch a stink bomb in the middle of prom. He takes the stink bomb and he waits till Mary Lou has been announced. She's going to be the prom queen. She's going up on stage. She's going to get crowned and all this fun stuff. And he goes up on the catwalks and drops the smoke bomb on her. But it accidentally ignites her dress and burns her alive. (laughs) holy shit here we go <laughs> and as she's you know she dies as she's dying she sees that billy was the one who dropped the smoke bomb but nobody else knows it's him i guess i mean it's it's really dark so i guess no one can see it i yeah
1: i i mean i i, I can see why like no one would find out might i say that this dress caught fire very
0: quickly yeah maybe don't sell dresses that are like soaking gasoline. <laughs> and
1: know. no one helps her
0: uh you know okay buddy does try to put it out by like hitting her with a jacket absolutely nothing, does nothing. so otherwise everyone's just standing watching mary lou rule 10 don't panic stop drop and roll mm-hmm. billy don't drop bombs on people rule four don't be a menace as as funny as this might be in theory yep <laughs> so mary lou dies here and again, don't be a menace. If you if you're a dick, you might piss off the wrong person who will go crazy and do something stupid. That's the risk you run when you're uh, when you're a uh, menace.
1: Yeah, it's possible that they might actually do something intentionally. Yep. And this, this was wasn't... this was not intentional. Yep. This was supposed to be just like, oh, I'm gonna
0: get her back in front of everybody. And those things can escalate. Yep. So uh, that's it for Mary Lou. Oh wait, no, it's not. Oh, the whole movie. But about
1: wait, her. there's more. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mays here. <laughs> Mary Lou here. Mary Lou
0: here. <laughs> so we jump forward to 1987 where we meet our, I wouldn't call our main protagonist, but like main character. Because Billy's kind of the main protagonist. Yeah, it's kind of weird. They're kind of like co-protagonists. Yeah, like, I, the, Are you also rooting for them? I don't know. <laughs> Vicky is the main character, but Billy is the main protagonist, if that makes sense. Because Vicky is the target, the main target of Mary Lou. But Billy is the one who's got the character arc. Mm-hmm. So Vicky, she's kind of like the demure virginal girl, classic final girl. She is raised by her parents and her mom is like super hyper-religious, very Carrie-esque. So she wants to go get a new prom dress and like her mom won't let her because she's just kind of a bitch.
1: <laughs> you can use the one from last year essentially is what she was saying.
0: Yeah. From all accounts, it's a terrible dress. Yeah, so Whatever. Who knows? Vicky is dating a guy named Craig who is a guy. He rides a motorcycle. Seems nice. Yeah, he's the principal's son. He's the son of the principal. The principal is Billy. Billy has grown up to be the principal. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, but Craig is played by Justin Lewis, who was in uh, Saw 4. He was uh, Jigsaw's lawyer who oh. ended up getting pulled into the traps, and he was like a, yeah. an unwilling participant in that's, the games. That's and right. And gets killed at the end of Saw 4. He's also in Breaking Bad in a few episodes of Breaking Bad. And so, like, the famous meme where, like, say my name. That Have you ever oh, heard of this isn't a spoiler. I'm only on season three. This isn't a spoiler. <laughs> you know, have you heard the meme like, the say my name? Yeah. I he says that oh. to Justin Lewis's character. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So little little fun fact for, for him.
1: Did he win uh, any awards in Saw?
0: No, he did not. Ah, He did not. So those are, are like our two like teenage leads. And there's a few other ones we're introduced to. Uh, at school, we are introduced to Josh. <gasps> oh, hello. Josh is kind of like the comic relief character but he's also kind of rapey <laughs> yeah like he's supposed to be funny and like endearing but like his character's not aged well at all it's like to be fair
1: he's not rapey until the
0: end yeah, like like the last because throughout
1: it, it it's almost more it, it's almost endearing like just because it like it seems like he's like people's last choice yes if that makes
0: sense He's endearing all the way till his final scene, where yes. then he's not endearing anymore. <laughs> but I think the movie wants him to still kind of be endearing, and kind of like Revenge of the Nerds kind of way. It's but, like, look at him.
1: Good for him in the end. And it's like, ooh, ooh not aged
0: well at all. We'll get to that. But that's Josh. And then there's Vicky's best friend, Monica, who is a girl who has a crush on Josh. And that is her character. Kind of. Kind of. Hard to tell
1: until basically one scene, and they that's mention
0: it, it. but that's, that's all there is for Monica. She, she exists. So Craig goes to see his dad. And this is where it's revealed that Craig's dad is the principal of the school. And it's Billy who burned Mary Lou alive. He's now the school principal. Billy is played by a principal. You know, he's played by a different actor in the flashback. This is 30 years later. He's played by Michael Ironside. who's in a bunch of movies, a whole bunch of stuff. He's in an episode of Community. Great actor. I love Michael Ironside. He's, in t- he's, always, he's always fun when he shows up. But most notably, in regards to this podcast, he was in Children of the Corn 7 Revelations, where he played the priest. And where he won the Randy Meeks Merit Badge. Oh. So let's see if Michael Ironside can do it again. Wow, look at him go. I love Children of the Corn 7. What a terrible movie. (laughs) How did did you get here? (laughs) Um, And and he's kind of our, he's our protagonist. Yeah, he's our protagonist. He is the character arc. And it's like fun. Michael Ironside's the main protagonist of a crappy slasher sequel. And he's not like a teenage character. He's like in his 30s. And it's just like, this is good. I like what year did Children of the Corn Seven come out? Oh, uh, that would have been 2001. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, two thousand one, something like that. So Craig is talking to his dad, and basically, Craig's like, "Hey, I want to take a year off after high school before going to college, just to like enjoy life for a year." <laughs> and you know what? As someone who's on the other side of college, I'm twenty eight. You know, I I can kind of respect it. Like, it's you know not a great idea. I feel like, but I can like I'm like yeah, I understand. It's it's uh
1: it's a type of situation that's very easy to lose momentum. Yep. By doing that and if you take
0: a year off, it's very possible that you don't go back. Yep. I, like I and and I like this conflict because I completely understand where Craig is coming from and I completely understand why his dad is super concerned. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, this is well written." Doesn't really matter, but like the scene is
1: pretty good. And and like you see this op, like pop up in movies all the time, sure. and I think this was like similar to you like i think this is the first time where i related to both sides Mm -hmm. because it's just like you know what now that i think about it i have no idea what would have happened if i would have
0: taken a year off it could have been amazing it could have been terrible who knows who knows because i did not i know a guy who took like two years off saved up a bunch of money just by working and then he went to college and very successful
1: got his degree i bet he doesn't have as much debt (laughs) doesn't have
0: as much debt married with a kid so it works out for some people but you know i think with most people it wouldn't work out because most people are dumb (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, then we meet Vicky's other friend, Jess. Jess is kind of a weirdo art student with crazy hair. That's about it. Yeah. And Jess has an idea to for her, for Vicky to get a prom dress. Just go down to, like, the costume prop room and just take one from school. That's a great idea. Resourceful. Very resourceful. I might have mentioned that everything right now is
1: very 80s-y. Oh, yeah. Just... The, the fashion, they they went for it. I they, mean, it yeah. makes sense. It's not like they're staging it. In, like in uh, It's not like this movie was made in the 2000s, right. set in 1980. No, this was 87, and it was present time, and it, it's like a time capsule. Damn it, it
0: works. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And then we also are introduced to Kelly, who's the resident mean girl. She wants to be prom queen more than anything. That's her character. Yep. So Vicky goes down to the prop room to find herself a dress, and she ends up finding this old trunk, and she opens it up, and this inadvertently releases the spirit of Mary Lou, who's been just trapped in this trunk. And what's in this trunk is all of her stuff from the prom night, like her dress and like her tiara that she won, um, her accessories from that night. And it turns out Billy, it seems like he put them all in the trunk and just hit him down there. If you want to hide that stuff for some reason, just go bury it in the woods. Yeah. Uh, anyone I, could find this. Yeah. Anyone could find this at the very least. Like,
1: don't have it in the school. No. Like. Put it in, like, maybe your own basement or something sure. if you want to keep it away from people. But I like the burying idea better. Now, he doesn't know that No, he needs to keep it away from
0: people. No, I think he's just hiding evidence. And even that's like, it's not really evidence. I, it's I, like
1: ever, everyone's side, like, what's
0: the point? Yeah, it's 30 years removed. I think you're fine. <laughs> but it's not like he trapped the spirit of Mary Lou in there, you, you know. He, we, we, nobody knows this is a supernatural horror movie yet. <laughs> So, up in Billy's office, he's got, like, a class photo of his graduating class, and, like, it cracks right on Mary Lou's picture. Oh, definitely a horror movie. Ah, yes. We cut to art class, and Jess, in the middle of our class, storms out, super upset about something, and Vicky goes to comfort her. And basically, Jess is pregnant, just found out, and then the guy who knocked her up, she can't get a hold of him. So, she's in a tough spot. So she's really upset, and she decides to stay late after school, just like work on art projects or something. Yeah. And Vicky accidentally left the the Mary Lou's dress and tiara in in the classroom when she rushed out to go uh, help her out, um, she left it in there. And you know, Jess is looking at it, yada yada yada. She. Takes one of the jewels off the crown for some reason. And this fucking pisses off the ghost of Mary Lou. You don't fuck with her tiara. And so, like, the art classroom just explodes in insanity. Nobody saw this coming. It's basically like a tornado runs through the classroom. And, like, the dress starts strangling Jess. And, like... It literally hauls her up above a light, and just like in Nightmare on Elm Street 1, it strangles uh, her to death.
1: Oh, no, no, no. What happens before that, Okay,
0: though? first, it hauls her over to, like, a, one of those giant paper cutters, just, like, from Nightmare on Elm Street you make. No, yeah. And I was super excited the first time I saw it. I'm like,
1: decapitation, let's go. I thought we were right off the bat getting— I thought we were going to get burning a high school girl alive, followed up by a decapitation that being just a bloody mess— who Who's pregnant, yes. might we
0: say. <laughs> now, within the context of the story, it makes sense why we don't do that. Because this is going to come off as a suicide. you know, And it, just like we mentioned the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, the first, second one usually is just like, eh, it was a suicide or eh, it was something else yeah. to, to throw us off the scent. So Mary Lou is probably like, eh, maybe I shouldn't bloodily decapitate this one. I'll just hang her and make it look like a suicide just to fuck with him a little bit longer. So it makes sense within the story.
1: It makes sense, but I still would have... Rather had that. Sure,
0: word. sure. I would have loved it if they did the bloody decapitation. Like, ah, yeah, it was a suicide.
1: <laughs> Just
0: makes sense to me. <laughs> Open and shut case. That would have been hilarious. And then after hanging her to death, she yeets her out a window. Sure. Jesus, that makes it look a little less like a suicide. Yeah. For Jess, there's no rule violations.
1: No. What, what? are Don't, you gonna do? Oh God, a haunted dress is gonna murder. Me. Don't mess with a really old tiara.
0: You know the show say yes to the dress there's a joke there somewhere somewhere don't, i don't know where. don't mess with the dress yeah there you go <laughs> jess <laughs> oh my god so jess is dead no rule violations goodbye we're also introduced to buddy who is the guy um the, the side piece basically uh for mary lou back in the 60s and he's since become a priest because i think he feels so much guilt about the whole thing he's now a priest yeah and uh, i
1: feel like this guy is like the one that I'm most confused about, because why do you feel so guilty about this situation? It's not like you set her on fire back he in the day. You couldn't save her?
0: He was the one who tried to put her he, out with his coat?
1: I mean, yeah, but you were the only one who actually tried to do anything. Yeah. So, so I guess hang around town and become a priest. That's I guess. The, that's the normal solution.
0: Whatever, man. He heard the call. Yep. Just as death has ruled a suicide, everyone's sad. This is funny. Josh is like, I'm going to go to prom alone and get really drunk and puke in a can. So that's my duty. And uh, you were like, yeah, th- like, this is a Josh thing. I can do. relate to this. <laughs> no, I did not do this at my prom. Why not? It's your duty. You know what?
1: I, d- I didn't realize it yet. That was, uh, I-, I wasn't that wise.
0: So now you just need to go to a prom somewhere just get really drunk and puke somewhere.
1: I don't think I would legally be able to do Probably that. Probably <laughs> a bad call.
0: So Vicky, she starts having like all these horrific visions because Mary Lou's like trying to get in her head and like try to possess her basically. And so she just keeps, like, having flashes of, like, really grotesque, dark things. And in these dreams she gets getting called Mary Lou by figures she runs into in this thing. So she knows the name Mary Lou. Uh, The town knows the legend of the prom queen who died on prom night. So this is you know, people know about this, but I wouldn't say this is enough to say she should assume she's in a horror movie. She just might need to see a therapist because her friend died.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty big jump, and I think the more logical conclusion would be what you're saying. It's a little bit trauma-induced yeah. visions, I guess.
0: Yeah, so get a therapist, but her mom's not going to want let her get a therapist. <laughs> no, that, uh, you know, all you have to do is pray. Yep. Pray your issues away. Yep, literally. <laughs> So, Vicky, she tells her parents she's going to take a year off before going to school. Uh, it doesn't go as well. <laughs> and she ends up storming off because it just it, it gets heated.
1: And, I mean, this is one where I would understand. A, I'd be a little bit more on the parents side just because she got this idea from her boyfriend. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe. Maybe that can work for you. But...
0: Sweetie. Try thinking for yourself as well. Most high school relationships don't work out. You start going off like, yeah, you know what? I think I'll take a year off of work, too. I'll just, like, chill for a year. We'll just vibe. Let's go RVing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good call. So Vicky goes up to her room, and Mary Lou starts to take over a little bit and starts doing her makeup. And Vicky doesn't want to use makeup, so just, like, Mary Lou's starting to creep in there. It's a little, it's a little concerning.
1: She she gets kind of confused about why she's now
0: wearing red lipstick. Yep. She's like, oh,
1: that's that's odd.
0: Yeah, she could just be dissociating. So, you know, could be a mental health issue. But yeah. uh, See yeah. a therapist. See a therapist. Yeah, if your friend dies horrifically, go see a therapist. It's a good call. Maybe don't go to prom. Yeah, maybe maybe prom should have been canceled. Maybe
1: don't be so calm about it. That was insane. Mm-hmm. The very next scene after, after Jess dies, everyone's just like, oh, man. Bummer. Well, I'm assuming they
0: cut forward a couple of days because right after they learn about the death, uh, it's the funeral, so that must have been a couple of days. True. So, Josh ends up asking Monica to prom, and uh, in a very endearing way, he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, maybe we should, you know, so we don't get tempted at prom, we should kiss right now, just so you know, it'll be terrible and we won't want to do it again later." So that they kiss. Smooth. Very smooth from Josh. So he and Monica are going to go to prom together. Definitely, nothing horrible will happen. Nope. No one's going to be let down. During vo- gym class volleyball, Mean Girl Kelly hits Vicky in the face with a volleyball and knocks her out. <laughs> Don't be a menace. <laughs> it be a menace. Gives her another dream sequence, of uh, and everyone's just calling her Mary Lou, and she's waking up going, I'm not Mary Lou, I'm not Mary Lou. And for whatever reason, Principal Billy is here and overhears that. It's just hanging out in the gym watching girls volleyball. Nothing creepy here. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, oh, no, I have a student who got knocked out. So maybe. Yeah. And for Vicky... I still don't see anything no. here,
1: just because, like, you could now compound the trauma with a potential concussion. Yes,
0: yes. so <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet for anybody. Nope, nope. Billy ends up going downstairs to the prom room, and he finds the old chest opened, and he closes it. Maybe move it. <laughs> hmm. Still not Still not weird enough, though.
1: A, a student yeah. can get into it very easily. He,
0: too easily, I would say.
1: Almost like it's sitting in the open in a prop room that people would probably use. Yeah. I perused around our prop Same. room. Same. I was in theater. Same. So there, there's a bunch of goodies in that place.
0: Absolutely. And I, I'm pretty sure there was a couple of students who snuck off there to go have sex in high school. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, you know, lots of people probably go there. It's a high school. It's a high school. So Craig takes Vicki home, and his dad want, uh, her dad wants to take her to the doctor. And her mom's like, no, she just needs to go to confession and pray your sins away she got a concussion probably she got hit in the face of the volleyball pray the concussion away ryan you gotta pray the concussion away <laughs> jesus uh literally <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> and so vicky goes to con- confession and she talks to father buddy that's what i'm gonna call him from home <laughs> and she tells him like oh yeah i've been having these weird dreams about mary lou and he's like oh fuck <laughs>
1: weird i remember
0: her and buddy's like the first one yeah
1: that that Has a little bit of a twinge of,
0: uh (laughs) uh-oh. So Vicky, that night, she finds a drawing of Mary Lou in her sketchbook that she didn't draw, doesn't remember drawing. And her rocking horse that she has in her room starts, like, coming to life and laughing at her. Vicky, rule number one, you might be in a horror movie. Yeah, this is the moment. (laughs) And then seconds later, and she knows it. She does know it. Seconds later... She gets like attacked by her bed sheets, and it, it's the ghost of Mary Lou pinning her down. But you know, it's an effect with the bed sheets. Mm-hmm. And, and th- she-
1: this, is, and this is kind of like the first nightmare on Elm Street like esque yep.
0: scene. So, first rule of watching a horror movie: you gotta know you're in one. Vicky knows she's in one. Good for her. She's gonna try and throw her radio at the rocking horse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then her parents come and like, "Oh, what happened?" She's like, "Oh, knocked over my radio." <laughs>
1: it's it's way over there though (laughs) and broken
0: yeah i can't blame her for not saying anything else because she'll sound crazy rule number nine be careful what you say and how you say it a hundred percent yeah so if you're in vicky situation we're up against a weird freddy Krueger type mary lou type the best thing you can do a get a therapist just in case b start like just do research. Rule 21, learn from past events, and just find out whatever you can. Just You know, you never know what might be useful, and you, you might find out something important. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the correct route to go down. And she's going to generally do that.
1: Yeah, I think she overall does a pretty fine job in this movie. She's got a lot against her. Yeah, she's in a bad <laughs> spot, but I think she does very well. With what she has. Yeah. Also remember that research is a little bit more difficult when it's 1987. Yeah,
0: there's no internet. Okay, cut her a little bit of slack. 100%. She doesn't have a cell phone. to just like shit up. So Vicky goes to Mary Lou's grave just in the middle of the night, and Buddy shows up. I'm like, oh, hey. Yeah, I think we might be in a horror movie. What's up, man? (laughs) FYI. (laughs) Vicky's like, I think Mary Lou's ghost is running around causing problems. Do you believe in ghosts? (laughs) Buddy believes her. So he now knows he's in a horror movie. Rule one, Buddy. You're in a horror movie. He he knows it. Good job. And he's going to try his own stuff. Yep, he's going to do some praying going to come back to the graveyard later with a bible and his bible catches fire that's a bad sign.
1: Oh. <laughs> Yikes, dude. <laughs> not only are you in a horror movie, you are now in the realm of not only supernatural but potential
0: demonic. Yes. I think he should call in some backup priests at this point. Rule number 12, wait for backup. Buddy, you got to call the call the pope phone. <laughs> I'm gonna go one step further
1: and say that he should just get out completely. Sure, Rule Eleven, get out, just leave town. Get out! You you don't know what the purpose of this is, do you? It doesn't seem like he has any ties. We we know that he's been celibate nope. for a while, so I'm assuming he doesn't really have a family. Nope. Uh, so what's tying you to this town, man? You can be a priest anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I, I'm assuming he's just what it's guilt, but like that doesn't make a ton of sense. Just, just, just leave, go. dude. Just go. It's fine. And if you're not going to. Get the army of priests in here. It's like would we, we, Derek and I talk about the exorcism series. Why is there just two priests? Get an army of priests in here. Get all of the cardinals. <laughs> you know, get like an A-team of priests ready to go do exorcisms at any given moment. It'll be like the Avengers, the Holy <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> get Bible Man on the phone and you call it a day. Uh, come on. <laughs> so Buddy goes to visit Billy and, and tries to tell him, hey, the Mary Lou's back. And Billy's like, all right, you can get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. The way he presents it sounds crazy. It it sounds crazy,
1: and Billy has no reason to believe him, but maybe just listen. Sure, listen
0: a little bit more. Yeah. Because basically he's like, hey, she's either going to come and kill you or try and possess you. I'm going to be fine because I'm a priest. <laughs> are you,
1: though? <laughs> you won't be able to get possessed, but uh, True. you can still die. You're not invincible,
0: dude. Yeah, so uh, billions ends up kicking Buddy out. Yeah, I, I won't, you know, I'm not going to, like, blame him too much. But, yeah, he probably should have just hurt him out a little bit more. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think equal blame on both of them.
0: Sure. Vicky and Craig, they're out on a date. And Vicky's got a character, trait, by the way, we should mention because it's important in the end where she doesn't drink sugar in her coffee. She thinks sugar is bad for you and will kill you.
1: Yeah, this is probably uh, right around the peak of like just like or or, like right away when people were like talking about like additives. Uh, So like fake, fake sugar, fake
0: sugar, stuff like that, that, you know, we wouldn't mention it, but it turns out to be important in the end. But they are at a coffee shop and Vicky tells Craig she's feeling like she's not herself and not in control. And she's afraid she's going to hurt somebody. Uh, Craig. Rule number one, but a very different type of horror movie.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is not a, oh, no, this person's uh, getting possessed type of horror movie. This is a, uh, she needs to seek help because yep. she might be a danger to other people.
0: This is a cry for help, and this is where you get someone involved. Maybe the principal of your school, your dad. You know, th- that's what you got to do there. You got to get Vicky some help. Demon stuff aside. Yep. So Craig – and what's funny is for like the majority of this movie, Craig is going to think he's in a completely different horror movie. <laughs> so good for him, yeah. I guess, which is
1: probably the more logical uh, conclusion to make yeah. from his point of view. Like, totally. if I were to think, to think I, I'm in a horror movie, I'm going to assume that I'm in, you know, a, a real one yeah. and not a supernatural one.
0: He doesn't do anything, though. he doesn't no, do jack shit. So Kelly, she goes to see Josh. And she wants him because he's in charge of the computer system that's doing the vote tally. And he wa- she wants him to rig the vote for her, and she offers him a hundred bucks. And he has a counter offer that he like types in the computer, and we don't get to see it till the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, you assume that it's going to be something sexual.
0: Yeah, but we're, we're it's it's not a well directed scene because it's just kind of confusing.
1: I I got it right. Okay. Away.
0: Yeah, I I caught onto it immediately. I'm like, what is going on? Because because, because because she's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars,
1: and then he's like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, Name your price, and pulls out a wad of cash. Like, probably there's probably like five six hundred dollars there, something like that, if they're all hundred dollar bills, and he still doesn't want that. Yep. So I'm like, okay. You type something in. We're not able to see it. She gets mad at it. It's probably something sexual. Probably.
0: I missed it the first time when I watched it. I'm like, what the, what happened? I'm like, what what was that scene?
1: It seemed very obvious to me. Okay.
0: Uh, Maybe I'm just dumb. (laughs) But basically he's like, I want a blowjob. Dude, not cool. That's, that's not okay. You know, someone in a position of power, that's like your bribe. That's, that's shitty. So fuck off, Josh.
1: Yeah. Especially for someone who like, like, it's really easy from the outside to say like, this is complete, like, this would end up completely being, like, her choice, but she's an impressionable teenager yep. who thinks that being prom queen is the end of the world. Yep. So do with that information what you will.
0: Yeah. he. That was really shitty. Like, she shouldn't be trying to bribe him, but he shouldn't have been, you know, yeah. that's really shitty. You know, if we remade really this movie, this would not be in here. Yeah. Or, Especially
1: when she seems disgusted by you, yeah,
0: yeah. and it's kind of played for laughs and like the uh, oh, absolutely. This is this be... is
1: supposed to be funny, and we're supposed to be on funny. Josh's
0: side, and it's because Kelly's a
1: mean girl,
0: and she's like, oh, this she, is...
1: she got what she deserved, and ugh, oh, it's no.
0: aged very poorly. That's the worst part of this movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Like that, ugh. I like this movie, but that is aged bad. <laughs> yeah, she does not go for it. She just leaves the room. She storms off. Vicky starts looking through like a 1957 yearbook just like here's a picture of Mary Lou what else can I find out and then all of a sudden Mary Lou is next to her and she's in class and Vicky just punches Mary Lou in the face okay rule 22 take the shot take the shot even if you don't
1: have a weapon your fists are a weapon fuck off ghost (laughs) I'm afraid of no ghosts
0: Uh, it turns out that wasn't Mary Lou it was just Kelly
1: Yeah, this is kind of like on the Nightmare on Elm Street side when you're just kind of doing things in the real world uh, while you while you might be dreaming. Exact same thing here. But
0: taking it one step further where you're punching your classmate. <laughs> uh, so she gets detention. Yeah,
1: fair. Yeah, fair. Uh, Hon- honestly, this would probably get you, like, suspension. Yeah, nowadays. and honestly,
0: it would probably get Kelly suspended, too, because of that uh, no tolerance bullshit. Yeah, probably. You get hit, <laughs> you get suspended. <laughs> How dare you get hit? What? <laughs> So Josh, Monica, and Craig, they're all kind of concerned about Vicky. They're talking about her. Josh makes a joke like, hey, maybe she's possessed. LOL. <laughs> Josh, uh, ass backwards, fell into the right answer. If, it, if it's a joke, does it count? <laughs> <laughs> he got the right answer but didn't show any of his work. No. <laughs> so maybe it counts? Sure. Half Why, not? Credit, Why not? Half credit for Josh. On there you go. One. So while in detention, the teacher leaves the room and... All of a sudden on the blackboards, the words help me are written, but like backwards, like they're written from the other side of the <gasps> blackboard in the other world. And Vicky goes up and goes like, what the fuck? And just goes up to the blackboard to like, check it out. I can't really blame her too much. Cause I'd be like, I would do the exact same fuck.
1: thing. Or actually what I was thinking that I would do in this situation is I'd pick up some chalk and try to write back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when, if I was like, I was thinking during the movie, I'm like, Oh, like I'd probably say like, how, how. Or something.
0: Uh, Yeah, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, it's just
1: like, this is probably leading nowhere good, but I'm just so intrigued that I want to do this. She goes up and
0: writes, do you know anything about the Chamber of Secrets? (laughs) (laughs) Let me show you. Hagrid (laughs) of the Chamber of Secrets. Spooky, <laughs> but she approaches it and then gets grabbed by hands coming out of the blackboard. This is really Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. and it just grabs her and pulls her through. This scene is awesome. This is my favorite seat of the movie. Probably. Yeah,
1: and the entire blackboard starts swirling it's liquid. and it's like a pool that's on the wall. It's oh, it's it, awesome. It, yeah, this is
0: uh, at least like for like effects wise, I think this is the coolest. This looks great. A uh, big fan yeah. of this. So she gets yanked through, and then it cuts down into the, the prop room and. What appears to be Vicky crawls out of the the chest, but it's Mary Lou in Vicky's body now. So Mary Lou is Vicky now possessed.
1: Yeah, her face looks a little bit
0: different. Yes. And she's going to start dressing differently, acting differently because she is Mary Lou now. Mm -hmm. So the movie takes a big turn halfway through. Surprise. (laughs) So she goes to confession right away to go talk to Buddy. And, you know, she starts off with the same stuff she said in her opening scene. But then she's like, hey, you want to fuck me, Buddy? (laughs) Like This is some Freddy Krueger bullshit now. And she just starts saying stuff that Mary Lou said, and so Buddy, hello, Mary Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just that no one said hello, Mary Lou. Yeah, in this movie, uh, the song that plays like her because her the song Hello, Mary Lou. That's a real song, and oh. that plays. A few times throughout the movie, like, when she's around, it's kind of like the Jeepers Creepers song. Mm -hmm. Jeepers Creepers. And, you know, a signal that she's around. Yep. In this scene, Mary Lou uh, basically
1: says the exact same thing as when she was on top of Buddy kissing him
0: at the original prom. And Buddy recognizes this immediately. So he knows what's going on. So he grabs a crucifix and to, like, stay back, fell beast kind of thing. Be gone. Yeah. So... And I don't know if this is a rule violation. It's a little hard to say. But our most recent rule is Rule Fifty Nine: Believe. And it, it previously in, in the It miniseries is it believe in the power of imagination. Like that was what? Yes. <laughs> it, it actually makes sense in the context of that. But this can apply to other things too. So if you're going up against a vampire or a demon, oftentimes you need a crucifix, but you also need the belief in God to, to help you along with that. Mm. The crucifix alone isn't always enough. You need to actually believe. And then it can also mean, you know, just believing in yourself. Believe you can do this. Believe this will work. Believe in the power of imagination. Believe in whatever to get you through it. You, you got to have the belief that you can make this through it. And in this particular instance, this is a belief in God. They don't really explore this at all. But did So Buddy's going to get killed here. He's going to get uh, a crucifix rammed down his throat, basically. Was it because he didn't have enough belief that he couldn't keep Mary Lou back or was she just completely unaffected by it? Just because who knows?
1: I'm going to say that she was completely unaffected by it. It's hard to say. The main reasoning was, uh, I'm going to go back to, uh, well, first of all, I think a lot of lore, I guess, would probably not even let her in the church in the first place. Sure. But also I'm going to go back to a previous scene where he was at her grave and the, his pocket Bible burned on top of her grave. Without her even, like, touching it. Sure. So, I I think that signifies that she's not really affected by any religious anything.
0: Sure. The problem he's going to run into is he is magically locked inside of his confession booth. He has nowhere to go. So, got to go for the crucifix and try. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this might be a violation of Rule 59. We don't have enough information to say for sure. But he did try something rule 17 never get up the next thing you try might work and we see uh, yeah in a couple of other scenes like he
1: really goes like full exorcism route where he's basically the power of christ compels yeah
0: that's a straight up exorcism reference
1: it's exactly from it And, and so we get all of that so he he's going full down the religious path here yeah so i think the only other violation that i would have is maybe have a backup plan so like if you don't just in case, and, and, and this might actually be contradictory to Rule 59 because you don't need a backup plan if you believe It's true. But I personally would have a backup plan. Rule 53, have a backup plan. Uh, So maybe maybe just carry a weapon with you sure. wherever you go. Maybe
0: have a, a physical weapon and a spiritual weapon. There you go. You know, maybe a crucifix that's also a dagger. Ah. It's two for one. I like it. So Vicky's acting really weird. Uh, her friends are a little bit concerned. Again, Josh, is like, hey, maybe she's possessed, but maybe she actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm half serious this time, guys. <laughs> so she has. Uh, they have a, a science teacher who like creeps on Mary Lou, Vicky, and like grabs her ass. And so to get revenge, she like causes one of those like gas things, Bunsen burners, Bunsen burners to go off and like burn his crotch a little bit. He yeah. got what he deserved. He got what he deserved. Don't be a creep. Yeah, don't be a menace. Rule four. But he's out of the movie now. So, Monica sees this, and, like, she thinks Vicky did that? This did not make sense at all. Like, how
1: would have she done this? Like, even if she, like, is not under, like, any sort of possession or has, you know, magical powers, how do you rig a Bunsen burner to go off at the perfect time remotely?
0: I don't know how Monica gets this conclusion. So she confronts her in the locker room, of course, just so we get tons of nudity. Oh, of course, it's the eighties, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes out to take a shower, and then Vicky joins her in the shower and is like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and then tries to kiss her. So then it turns into like a gay panic scene, and she just like runs away and tries to get get out of like she's like scared to death of this lesbianism. I guess I could write a whole paper on this scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like she's like. It's not like Vicky's threatening her. It's just
0: she's essentially just coming on to her. Basically. And, yeah, the 80s. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds like the 80s to me. So Monica, like, immediately jumps to, like, running for her life levels.
1: Yeah, and and like Ryan said, in classic 80s horror, like, style, we essentially get a naked chase scene.
0: Yeah, the whole time, uh, the Vicky Mary Lou character is full frontal nudity. Yeah, Um, full body. Full body. So Monica can't get out of the locker room because it's magically locked so she hides in a locker. And in a very cool kill, Mary Lou Vicky just is like, eh, crushes the locker with magic and just it yeah, doesn't sh- even touch the locker. Instantly dead and blood just like pours out of it. It's pretty cool. But it's a weird scene and doesn't make any sense. No.
1: First, how did we get here? How did it progress to the final part? Like I don't know. There there's other ways to like yeah. to get that character killed.
0: Yes. There's other ways to get here with the same effect, but like better written. So yes. I, I have nothing for Monica just because this doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, this is probably the worst sequence of the yeah. movie, which is insane for me to say since that it's just buttloads of nudity mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and an awesome kill. But it, and, and like the sequence itself is like on paper it's fine. It just doesn't make any sense. No. Like if you think about it at all, it's like what? So whatever. Monica's dead. So, Mary Lou Vicky lures Craig into, like, the prop room to go have sex. And then, all of a sudden, she starts, like, hitting him in the dick. Yeah, she she basically grabs him and just belittles him. Calls him the F-slur and just, like, knocks him out. But why? <laughs> I, I really don't get why that's happening. Uh,
1: I don't understand the motivation. And But, like, she hasn't really shown a whole lot of motivation of why she's yep. been killing people. So, like, that's fine, but... She just kind of half-asses this one.
0: Yeah, the big problem with this movie, and horror movies need to have rules. We need to know what the villain wants and how we can stop the villain. And this movie does do a great job with that. They like kind of say she's here for revenge, but she also wants to be prom queen. Is it both? Is it one of those two? Because it, it, it's almost like it goes halfway both times. And, and that's fine. It can be both. You just need to establish that and like what happens if she succeeds and how can we stop her? We need all these things, and we don't really get any of it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the big problem with this movie. We're trying to figure this out; it's hard. It's just kind of it's just chaotic. Yeah, it's very chaotic because we don't really understand some of the characters' motivations, especially our villain. Mm -hmm. So she goes and confronts Billy and reveals her identity. Billy, you were in a horror movie. Mary Lou is back, possessing your son's girlfriend. Uh oh!
1: It is laid out right in front of you.
0: And she threatens Craig. So she's threatening to kill Craig, and that's so Billy's like, "All right, I got to do what I got to do to protect Craig."
1: Well, and it's almost like she's she wasn't threatening him. It sounded like she was saying that he's already dead. Yeah, She like she said, like, oh, he was a good kid or something like that.
0: Yeah, but he's fine. Yeah, he's just out cold. <laughs> and so now it's prom night. Everything's all right. Everything's all right. So she's getting ready for prom. Uh, Vicky Mary Lou and her dad walks in, and she just starts like trying to seduce him and making out with her own dad, even though it is Mary Lou, not Vicky.
1: Yeah, and so it's uh, only a little weird that he uh, doesn't stop her. Nope. And then mom walks in and is pissed off, rightfully so. <laughs> Shocker. Yep. Super religious strict mom is going to be upset?
0: No. So she tries to stop her for going to prom. So Vicky Mary Lou just like telekinetically just yeets her out the front door. And I don't know if she's dead or not. It's never confirmed.
1: Given the severity of it, I would say that she's probably just unconscious. Yep. But who if knows? she is dead,
0: not much she could have done.
1: And especially since like she didn't kill the dad either. No. So it's not like she was trying to wipe out the family. Yeah.
0: So I, I don't really have any rule violations for mom. Nope. She's just kind of a bitch and a little crazy.
1: <laughs> That's just her personality. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a menace. Sure. <laughs> Let your kid have a little freedom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, use science as as a cure instead of, if, you know, confession. If you,
1: you would have gotten your kid a therapist, maybe she wouldn't have uh, telekinetically EDD through the maybe. patio door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so you know what? Rule, rule three, do your damn job. There you go. You know, be a good parent. Don't be a shitty parent. Get your kid actual help. <laughs> so, cut to Billy and Craig are back at their house, and Craig's fine. He's just waking up. Okay, how did we get he here? missing here. How did he get to the house? <laughs> and basically, uh, Craig's like, hey, Vicky's gone nuts. Something's wrong. He still doesn't know what type of movie he's in. And, and he wants to go you know, help and f- figure this out. And Billy's like, okay. And then knocks his the son out with a shoe. Like, you don't get it, kid. <laughs> Okay, maybe this is the time to be knocking your own kid out. There's there's a better answer. Rule 58 communication is key. Let's have a nice honest chat about what's going on.
1: Yeah, there was he he took the step a little too quickly. Yep. Um sit him down, explain everything that's going on, all the way back to your original prom night and explain everything and why it's happening. Then if your kid doesn't really still understand and he wants to go try to help Vicky, He's probably going to get himself killed, so then I'm okay with knocking yeah, yeah. him out.
0: But explain, like, hey, so there's a killer ghost on the loose, possessing Vicky. <laughs> Be careful what you say. Be careful what you I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> there's a killer ghost. You are the target. She's after you, so you have to stay safe. Go hide out somewhere or something like that where she can't find you. I will take care of this. And then if he doesn't cooperate, then you knock him out with a shit. Yeah. <laughs> tie him up as well yeah yeah because he's gonna wake up and get himself involved again so uh yeah tie, tie his ass up so billy leaves and he goes up and digs mary lou's grave just to confirm there's no body in there well there is a body in there but it's father buddy <laughs> bump, bump. buddy the priest what's your favorite color yeah <laughs> so everybody's going to prom craig already wakes up he's already up and at him again and he tries to call Vicky, but all he gets is a voice message, but it's Mary Lou who, who took the time to learn how to use voicemail and leave a message like, hey, this is Mary Lou. Oh, yeah. Vicky's not here anymore. I'm going to kill some people.
1: Yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> it's funny, but it's like, what?
1: It, it made me think of uh, the Taylor Swift song where she's like, oh, Vicky can't come to the phone right now because she's dead. <laughs>
0: Billy arms himself up with a gun and goes to prom. Rule five, lock and load. Sure, bring a gun into the school. Who cares? Things that I'm not aged away. <laughs> but hey, do what you gotta do, you man. You do what you gotta do. He also has Mary Lou's tiara. So it's unclear what his plan is.
1: Again, the movie didn't give us a whole lot here.
0: Nope. So Kelly goes down to visit Josh again. And this time she agrees to his terms and, and gives him a blowjob to get him to change the votes, which he does. Real shitty thing to do. Because, yeah, he tells her, yeah, you didn't win. Vicky won. And so he he does end up changing it, so Vicky Mary Lou possesses Josh's computer and electrocutes him to death.
1: Yep, Uh, because apparently she can just sense when things are happening now. That
0: fuck with her prom. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's fine. Sure. Prom ghost. Sure. For Josh. Roll number four, don't be a menace.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you wouldn't have bribed and intimidated Kelly into persuading you to change the vote, you'd be alive. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for Vicky to kill you. Yep. She only killed you because you were trying to change the outcome of the prom queen. Yep. So
0: it's your own fault. Own damn fault, Josh. Get wrecked. Freaking Josh is. Frickin Josh is man. Josh's, man. <laughs> ruining prom, ruining podcasts. Ruining the name. Do <laughs> you hate it when like someone shitty has the same name? It's just like <laughs> you're giving us a bad name. Come on, man. <laughs> so Vicky ends up getting elected prom queen. And as Craig is arriving at the school and entering prom, Billy goes up on the catwalk and just fucking shoots her. Okay. <laughs> Take the shot, I guess. I mean, you still don't know, like, all the rules to this
1: situation. Like, you might be killing, like, an actual, like, high school girl right now in the process. So it, But he saved
0: his son. He doesn't but I don't no, think he like, cares. Like, yeah. I don't think he cares. And if Do that's. at any goal, cost. That makes sense for a character. That's that's your job. That's your yeah. job as a parent. Uh, so he's following rule three, do your damn job. And this is the type of job, that you, like, the exception. Like, sometimes you got to die in the process. No half measures. Yep, no half measures. Rule 29, no half measures. No more half measures, Walter. And, you know, t- take the shot. Literally. Yeah. Two twenty two. take the
1: shot. So he's going for it. <laughs> and unlike the first time, this time, everyone sees him. Yeah, everyone sees him. <laughs> he's teasing. like, is that the... Principal? Did, Did you, the principal you, just shoot a student? What? Did
0: he have a gun? Did he just shoot the prom queen? Why? The, well, so good luck explaining this one when it's all said and done. <laughs> it's oh. going to be a little bit easier now after this. And then Vicky's body, she so she's apparently dead. So Mary Lou's corpse comes out of it. And it's just like this horrific monstrous thing. And guess what, everyone? You're in a horror movie. Very easy to see now. <laughs> And it takes a second for everyone to start running away. And in prom night one, we gave the Randy Smurf badge out to all the background extras who just ran away. We can't do that this time because they took way too long to get going. Like, a gunshot rings out in school. Fucking leave.
1: Yeah, you don't, uh, like, get out. They didn't react to the gunshot. No. They were basically just surprised, like, oh, why is that guy up there? It's the principal that just shot a student. How dare he! That's essentially what
0: their reaction was. They don't start running until a rotted corpse starts coming out of another body. I mean, that's fair to run away at that, but you should have been running away already. Yeah, if that came first, no, no issue here. Get out. But yeah, they take their sweet time doing it. And then as she's like rising from Vicky's corpse, Mary Lou goes full carry and starts using telekinetic abilities to cause chaos. It doesn't get as bad as Carrie does. Uh, cause like, I've never seen Carrie. Yeah, that's the famous ending is the prom goes very badly in Carrie. Ah. That's that's what happens. They dump the pig's blood on her. You've seen that image. I, yeah, that's the only thing I know about it is the pig's blood. That's all you really need to know. I mean, it's a great movie, but like that that is the movie. Everything builds up to that moment. Hmm. It's awesome. But the only really thing to note that happens is a light fixture falls off the ceiling and impales Kelly and kills her. Oh... I kind of feel bad for her.
1: Yeah, she went from being really annoying at the beginning, and well, we didn't say it, but she has a really annoying voice. Yes. Mean girl, to just
0: having the worst prom ever. Yep. Uh, you feel really bad for her by the end. And, like, you, you just feel bad. You feel really bad for her, then she gets impaled by a light and dies.
1: Not a, not a good way to go either, because it it just kind of, like, got her in the stomach. Yep. So she probably, like, bled out slowly, too. <laughs>
0: So, the only thing I have for Kelly is, and her, this is true with all the background extras, is, like, they should have been gone faster. Rule 11, get out.
1: Yeah, these light fixtures aren't going to kill you if you're not in the gymnasium. Exactly.
0: So, that's all I have for Kelly. And, you know, that's true for all of them. Kelly was just unlucky to mm-hmm. go along with it. So, Mary Lou attacks Craig. He hits her with something. It looked like a book, but I don't know what it was. It was the weakest thing ever. Hey, whatever you got. Sure. And take the shot, lock and load, whatever. I actually think that that was the wrong
1: move. Oh. Uh and- like, I say just get out. Like, mm. this is a demonic thing that has telekinetic powers that you've seen already one thing kill kill someone right in front of you. True. It just came out of your girlfriend's body
0: why do you think that you can take it down? I don't think he does. It, it, she lunges at him, so he just like reactive defends himself and then runs away. Okay. So If
1: if, if it is only to buy yourself a little yeah. time to get away, then sure, that's fine. I, if, if you're not trying to just take it on and yeah. try to defeat it yourself.
0: So one thing to note is all the gym doors seem to be locked. Everyone's stuck in here anyway, so it didn't matter a whole lot, but he runs out the other door.
1: <laughs> Bye. He forgot about this one. <laughs> Um, this was installed after you died.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we get a chase scene through um, the, the basement, the prop room, and all like this teleconnected bullshit's happening. Eventually, Craig does try to hide in just one of the rooms. And he locks the door. He's just going to hide in here. It's all going to be fine in Danny until he hears Vicky's voice. Like, hey, no, it's, it's promised promise. It's me, Vicky. Just let me in. Help me, please. Bro, you saw her <sighs> die. You, you
1: saw a rotting corpse come from her chest rule 24 trust no one
0: everybody's a suspect no do you all open the door Do we need to lay this one out for you dumbass and he opens the door this is the worst movie of the movie i think like this is the dumbest thing in the yeah, movie yeah yeah so he lets her in of course it's mary lou no fucking shit it was mary <laughs> lou she opens her chest up makes it appear behind him and uh, opens the chest and it's a portal to the underworld and starts trying to pull Craig oh, in. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. It's according to the Wikipedia page. Okay. Starts trying to pull him in, and the last second, Billy arrives and he gives her the tiara and kisses her. So, is this what she wanted all along? Who knows? We weren't told. We weren't told. And this causes her tombstone in the graveyard to fucking explode. Okay. I mean, it's cool, but why? It also doesn't exactly make sense because it's not like her body's there. And then we have a scene that is—it takes place in the past, back in 1967, and it is Mary Lou and Young Billy dancing. And this would have been, I think, a really cool ending if Billy disappears. And I wonder if there was like a reshoot or something here. It kind of feels like there was.
1: It seems so disconnected. It
0: seems so disconnected. So this—this this feels like Mary Lou is now back happily in 1967. She's prom queen and she's dancing with Billy. In- they're in like this weird purgatory, and that seems like a fitting mm. punishment because Billy, you know, murdered Mary Lou, and the two of them are, are trapped together in this purgatory. That's a great ending for that character.
1: Pro- prom is purgatory. Prom is
0: purgatory. I love that ending, and I wish we we didn't see Billy again because that would have been perfect. I mean, we you know we cut back to Craig and Vicky, and they're fine, and that's the end of the movie, and that would have been really cool. I think that would have been an excellent ending. We don't get that. We get kind of a bullshit ending. Nightmare on Elm Street. We one. get a nightmare ending. We get the Nightmare on Elm Street ending, and just like in Nightmare on Elm Street one, that ending sucks. <laughs> It's the only problem in that movie, and this one is, I could have written a better movie, mm-hmm. but this would have been great. So the closet magically slams shut, and then Craig hears Vicky's voice inside of it, and he opens it, and there's Vicky. This time, he asks her a question. Only she would know, I guess. Do you put sugar in your coffee? No, that'll kill you. <laughs> oh, it's Vicky. Good good enough,
1: I guess. Maybe I would maybe ask a couple of questions. And, what's like- your
0: scared number. Yeah. <laughs> huh?
1: Just because she might be possessed doesn't mean that she might not be able to, you know, know those things
0: about her. Rule 21, learn from past events. Like, I get the idea behind it. And just kind of compounding on to the whole trust no one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just, Craig, you might want to move out of town. (laughs) Just get a fresh start.
1: Yep. Take that year off starting now.
0: (laughs) Yep. So they go outside. Billy's fine, apparently. Billy's out there. And he's like, "Oh, let's get out of here, guys. And they'll get in a car and they're going to drive away. And it's revealed Billy is now being possessed by Mary Louise. He's, he's got the ring on, Mary Lou's ring. And so Mary Lou Billy, drives off with uh, Vicky and Craig trapped in the back. And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. So we don't know if they live or die. Trust no one. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and assume that they die. We don't see him in Prom Night 3. The only returning character is Mary Lou, but they don't really reference Prom Night 2. So Mary Lou is again in Prom Night 3, though.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, but they,
0: like... So they are so now. So two isn't connected to one, but three's connected to two. Slightly weird. Like there's one character that's the same, but they, like they don't really talk about prom night two. It's just like yeah, yeah. There's Mary Lou, and uh, prom night three is more of like a parody of the prom night series. Weird. It's it's a weird weird series. Okay. Okay. So, but we don't see any uh, Billy, uh, Craig, or Vicky again. So who knows what happened to them? Hmm. I don't have any new rules because. It's hard to give out rules when the movie doesn't give us much to work with in terms of logic and stuff like that.
1: Well, and a lot of people didn't know they were in a horror movie, yep. so that's tricky. Uh, and a couple of things we we basically just already had. Yep. You had a little bit of everything here. You had a little bit of Nightmare. You had a little bit of The
0: Exorcist. A lot of Carrie. Yeah. So let's give it get some awards given out, huh? Sure. First, we have the Randy Meeks marriage badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules, of course, based off Randy from Scream.
1: There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie.
0: Uh, Who are you thinking? Who did the best job, Josh?
1: I don't know. Uh, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of great stuff here. Like, everyone had something bad uh, associated with them. Probably the only finalists that I would have would be maybe, like, Vicky and Bill. Yeah. Uh, But... They both just have so many negative things as well. Like, Bill, like I feel like Bill didn't try enough. Like, he, he didn't come on until late. Yep. There should have been plenty of things that he should have done before.
0: Sure. I mean, the whole thing's kind of his fault. <laughs> and
1: the, the, the whole thing is his fault for being a menace. The only thing that I can think of is that he did a good job locking and loading, taking no half measures. But basically, it was just like that one, the one time
0: that he shot the girl. Yep. And that's about and it. And then he gave her the crown back and that worked kind of, but it didn't. Kind of. So but he it ended, didn't. He ended up just getting possessed in the end. <laughs> yeah, so I think we have to give it to Vicky. Yeah, just because she was in the roughest spot, she recognized pretty
1: early. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, it's it was when a rocking horse came to life, but she, she did recognize. Yeah, she did recognize it, and she played it off fairly well.
0: At least she tried to do something. She was just in a terrible spot. She, she, I think she did almost the best she could with the card she was dealt, and she was dealt a two and a seven, like <laughs> the worst hand ever. So just in recognition of. Being in such a horrible spot and acknowledging that, like you're doing the best you can with what you got, I think we should give it to Vicky.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, um, it doesn't feel great.
0: It doesn't feel great, but like, there's not much here. Who else are you going to give it to? Can't give it to the background extras.
1: Nope. And there's no side any anyone else who was killed didn't know they're in horror movie. Not really.
0: So Vicky's the winner of the Randy Meeks Married Badge. Next we have Night of Living Plague, which goes to the character did the worst job at following the rules. This is, of course, based off Barbara from Night of Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. I think this one's pretty easy. Uh, What do you think? You do? Yeah. Well,
1: I think my two finalists are Buddy and Craig. Mm -hmm. Buddy did a good job just going just headfirst into the religious side, and he he did everything that he could, at least from a religion yep. aspect. I'm going to fault him on not having a backup plan, not trying anything just outside of religion. My one huge thing is that he should have just gotten out of the situation
0: completely. Didn't bring in the Holy Avengers. It
1: didn't bring in the Holy Avengers. But Craig on the other side as well, he recognized that he was in a bad situation, but it was just he just identified it incorrectly. And, and then did nothing and until then, the end. And then did nothing, and... Kept trying to get close to Vicky, even though she was a danger to yep. everyone. He he'd let Mary Lou into the room. Ah, man. Craig had Craig had some actual good stuff, too, though. I, I actually don't think it's that easy. I, okay. I can tell that you're leaning a little bit more towards Craig. Yes. But Buddy had some really bad stuff, too. Yeah,
0: but I think Buddy had higher highs. And I think Craig had the lowest low true like the worst move in the movie is craig's why did he let vicky and the vicky Mary Lou, into the room you stupid idiot the only the only thing i'm gonna say
1: in his defense is that like more like the motivation side like he's motivated differently because he's really close to vicky sure. uh and he might not care as much for his safety he's trying to save her but he saw her die i mean i know she's, i mean uh, true whereas like I, I still stand behind, like, Buddy that has no ties to anyone here, and sure. he could just get
0: out of town. He could. So maybe he just feels he has, like, a holy religious obligation. Yeah.
1: I'm not trying to say that it's the wrong decision. Like, I, I think that we can give it to Craig here. Yeah.
0: We can give Buddy a dishonorable mention. A uh, sure. heavy,
1: heavy father, Father mention. Buddy
0: can get a dishonorable mention, but I, I think it's got to be Craig. Mm-hmm. Just because th- there's no excuse for letting Vicky into that room. Make Vicky Mary Lou into the room. Stupid idiot. <laughs> uh, so, Craig is the knight of the living pleb. Might be a living club. Might not. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. Okay, that's Prom Night 2. We're done. There we go. So next up for you is Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss. (laughs) Okay. So here's what's on the wheel today. We have on slot one, our super secret episode, which we'll get to one day. Ooh. We have It uh, from 2019, 18, whatever year that came up. Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss, Tremors 2, Aftershocks, Seed of Chucky, Leprechaun Returns, Scream Season 1, Episode 5, Exposed. And chef's choice. Josh, go ahead and spin the wheel. All right, and we have episode five of the Scream TV show exposed. So that'll be up next. This terrible goddamn TV show that I'm stuck watching. <laughs> Love it. So that'll be up next. Get Jacob Colness back on the podcast for some screen. That'll be fun. Man, we're just alternating. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's been it's been really weird. I mean, we guess last time we did have Jordan, so that was oh, one break. Yeah. yeah so Screen, we're getting through this this terrible show. I there love you go. it, uh, Josh. You want to give out any social media?
1: Sure. If you really feel like it, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Wessler. That's j w e h s
0: e l e r. You can follow us on Twitter at how to horror. That's how the number two horror. Josh, thanks for doing this. No, oh, thanks, man. It was fun and trying to figure this crap out.
1: Yeah, and I was I was a little confused by this movie, but overall, I'm glad that I'm glad that I watched it just because it's different.
0: It's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm good. All right, this has been the House of Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there.